And let's be honest for everyone, Rezand is a absolute meanie. <laughs> he's a trash bag. He's a, <laughs> he's a something bag. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the Book Jar Podcast. My name is Marissa, and I'm here with my best friend, Megan. Here we talk about book-related news and topics on a bi-weekly basis. And so how are you today, Megan? Good. Good? Good. Just vibing. Just vibing. Quote Megan. Yeah, that should be <laughs> on our Instagram page. Just, just if you can take one thing away from Megan, it's just vibing. Just vibing. What about you? How are you? I'm doing good. I am out of my reading slump, which makes me Yay. very happy. Um, and I know that was kind of like coming to an end on the last one, but like it's like officially out. It's official, official. Uh, I I, I kind of want to jump right into what we've read recently because we actually, and full disclosure here, we haven't gathered for about a month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's like maybe a little bit more than normal, but also not too many, but I do want to kind of get through them. I will say we both ended up listening to an audiobook together. Yes. Which I do want to talk about. Uh, so Dracula by mm -hmm. Bram Stoker uh, was one that I read this month. And I know it's one that you're like partially the way through. Yeah. Um, I believe you're continuing by audiobook, correct? Yes. I yeah. Am. I will say I read a lot of it by audiobook and then I decided to pick it up and then it kind of... I don't know if I was so used to the audiobook or if it just like is better in that format or something, but I did like struggle to actually finish this one. Mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't, it kind of suffered in its mark as a result. <laughs> I yeah. think it just dragged for me. I think there was like parts that were really interesting and intriguing. And I don't want to spoil anything because you're literally in the middle of reading it. Yeah. But I just thought the end was like both drug out too long and then like very abrupt at the same time. Like oh. I didn't get the details that I wanted, mm -hmm. but I got a lot of other details. And I know we both kind of found that like because yeah. we were when we were listening to the audiobook. I think this is just a funny story. There was like a 15 minute long interlude about a storm. Yes. <laughs> it was so long. And I was like, I pictured it in the first three sentences. Yeah, like also like <laughs> the first three sentences were good. Like it really, really made the picture complete. Yeah. I didn't need anything more, no. let alone several pages more. No. So it was kind of like that throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Where there was just moments where I was like, why are you still describing this to me? Yeah. Like, did I miss something? Are we still talking? Oh, we are. Okay, cool. But I feel like like with the audiobook, like... I just kind of zone out and then I'm like, oh, was I supposed to be listening or whatever? But at least with reading, you could be like, oh, let's skip a few pages, to, like get to the actual Well, story. kind of, but like you can't really skip too far because like also some of the details are like mm. just randomly, like it just felt like you couldn't really do that because then he would like throw something in that, that was, was important. important. Yeah. They did recover stuff like a million times. They would be like, oh my gosh, remember when we learned this? And I was like, yeah, that yes. was like a chapter ago, guys. We don't need a <laughs> recap. And I know that's more about the time and place that it was written in. Mm -hmm. um, so like, forgive it for that. But also I gave it a 3.75. That's fair. I 
You know what? I definitely, I mean, I'm still reading it, but I think like audiobook is like the way to go for me personally. Yeah, I don't think I would recommend any other format. I don't for think you. I would, like, I have it in a physical copy, but yeah, like, I just have no desire to like read it. And also, like, I am enjoying like the guy who's doing the audio. Um, it's the one on Spotify. I guess I can. Yeah, why don't we get his name? Cause get I know... his name. Cause I recommend it if you yeah. guys, if anyone's like looking, like, been wanting to read it and like, just... I will say his, while you find his name, I will say his accent. So he does like accents for the characters, which is great. But like every once in a while, <laughs> the accent slips. Yeah. And it's more funny than like actually like, you know, like a problem. But it's yeah. the one character that he slips on like a lot and it's like Quincy and he's supposed to be like from the Southern, Southern United States. Yeah. Something and he, like that. he definitely struggled more with that one, I feel. Yeah. And it, it honestly didn't take you out of the story that much. No. Like it was just like, Haha, that's hard. I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. And then you just keep listening. But so the one is uh, Mike Bennett. Um, yeah. Is the narrator. And so, yeah, if anyone is interested in that. And it's just like for free on Spotify. Just so, free, yeah. which is like a new thing that I found out like a few months ago that like yeah. Spotify offers a bunch of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, another book that we were talking about possibly doing was The Da Vinci Code. Kind of spoilers for our book club. Yes. Possibly. Yes. But I know for myself, I might be looking at audiobook for that and it's on yeah. Spotify too. So I'm getting prepared. You're getting prepared. It is that. it is it is a thicker one. So yeah. So anyways, highly recommend if you like audiobooks to check out Spotify. Anyways, what else have you read? Uh, what else have I read? Well I've read uh the Mad Woman's Ball. Oh me too. What a cool one. Or, or the Mad <laughs> Women's <laughs> Ball rather. <laughs> so this was our book club one for yeah. uh June. So we were both uh forced into reading it. I don't think that's the best <laughs> Not, way to describe no. it. I was excited to start it and I think it's like an interesting premise. So it's about a insane asylum in Paris mm-hmm. um, that would take in women that like quote unquote society didn't want to deal with kind yeah. of thing. And the premise is really cool and the characters were like almost cool uh, but I feel like everything kind of fell short of what I was expecting out of this book. Um, and it is historical fiction, but I feel like it it tries to not be like classically historical fiction, which I guess if you're like new to historical fiction would be kind of nice. Yeah. Because I think it would be easier to get into. And or if you're looking for like a faster read as well. And I do think it's like enjoyable if you're interesting in like kind of that topic. Yeah. As maybe like a jumping off point, but I wouldn't recommend it to people who like want to deep dive that topic necessarily unless they were having trouble getting into it other places. I'd be like, oh, start here. It'll probably pique your interest Mm -hmm. and and then you can go deeper. But I don't think it went deep enough for me. Yeah. And I and I agree with that, too. Like there was a lot of like I kind of mentioned, like I felt like the characters just basically like ended where they started a lot of them. And like we definitely had some good like topics and like conversation with that book so i definitely Mm -hmm. recommend like reading it if you're looking if you're just kind of looking to like not be critical of something but just like no but i would say be critical. yeah like you can be critical of it and like still enjoy it to a certain point and like still have a good conversation with other people who've read it and like i think it does really make you think about a lot of things like it's crazy to think that this was actually a real life thing. Like this actually yeah. happened in our history. And yeah, just to see like, I guess the writer might be just trying to get that perspective off the page and stuff. Yeah. And I think in terms of like starting the conversation, it could be a good 
spot. It just like shouldn't be where you end it yeah. either. I will say, yeah, I did enjoy it as like a book club book. Mm-hmm. And it would be one that like, if we're still doing the book club in a couple of years and people wanted to go back to it, yeah. I wouldn't hate that idea just because there was so much to unpack. Yeah. But I don't think it was something that I was like, oh, everyone has to read this. Yeah. I definitely also only gave it three stars. <laughs> yeah. So I think I gave it 3.5, which is low for me. So yeah, it was pretty low. I My mouth kind of dropped when you said 3.5. Actually, I was like, wow, Megan, <laughs> like, that's what? scathing. <laughs> um, I'll do my last one and then we'll go on to the ones that you read other than that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read Seven Faceless Saints by mk lob uh, so this one was um i've been getting subscription boxes from fairy loot and illumicrate and this was a fairy loot book uh so i have a beautiful copy it's so that i'm nice. showing off to you yeah <laughs> and i actually really did enjoy the book i will say that i think at times the writing was like definitely felt ya Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like, don't expect it to read. Like, there's some YA novels that read a little bit more mature. Right. In the sense of that. And like, it definitely wasn't on the low end of the scale, but it definitely like fit that genre. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't need to wonder if I got it in my YA book box or like the adult only subscription that I get. Like, I just knew as yeah. soon as it started going. So if you're looking for something like that, it is perfect. And it talks, it's it's about this world. It's kind of a cool concept. So there's um, saints that, well, there were seven of them, obviously. But yeah. there's only six that are currently worshipped in this world. And if you're blessed by a saint, you become a disciple and you can like bend elements. And that was really cool. And, but then there's the chance that like you aren't blessed by a saint. And mm-hmm. so you're just... And I actually totally just lost the word that they use in the book, but it's like the irrelevant people. And so nobody really cares what happens to them and if they're murdered or whatever. The other thing that was really cool, which is what actually made me think of like, you should read this eventually, Yeah, is that it's technically a mystery. It's like a murder mystery. Oh, yeah. Somebody dies and they don't know what happened. Okay. And so it's kind of them solving it, but like the rules of the world are really different so you're like i don't really know what's going on here um and it ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger but like nicely wrapped up enough that i don't feel like i'm gonna die without knowing what happened Mm -hmm. um yeah so it was good i haven't rated this one yet i literally just finished it yesterday i think i'm gonna give it probably between like four around four it's pretty good good it was solid there were some things that i thought weren't perfect but it was definitely interesting and like a really cool concept that's neat does it seem like it'll be a series yes so it is a series and like i think she's confirmed that there's another one coming but i mean it just got published this yeah year, so, so it might be a little bit it might be, <laughs> might a, little be bit. a little bit yeah yeah so i'll wait i'll wait for yeah and i think you should but i do think out. this one is one that like Hopefully, I remember when the next one comes out and I remember to re-recommend it to you kind yeah. of thing because I think it is one you would enjoy. Cool. Well, thanks for the book wreck. Yeah. All right. My turn? Your turn. All right. So, I read a few, too. Um, I read Before the Coffee Gets Cold, which is another book club book for yes. m- May. I think that was our May one. Yeah. And I didn't get to join the discussion because I wasn't quite done it yet. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I really liked it. Good choice. That was Thank Marissa's you. choice. Um, and I definitely recommend other people read it. I gave it a 4.5. Uh, 
Nice. Yeah. And I just liked how all the stories like interconnected and like. But didn't rely too, I feel like, too heavily on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like they definitely didn't. The characters were all like really enjoyable to read about and all like different. Like you didn't get confused of who was who and like. And it was like emotional, but like hopeful. Yeah. Like almost like respectfully emotional. Like it didn't try to make me feel yeah things yeah but i did yeah like yeah. it's like you didn't have to and you, and you didn't feel like you needed to mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean you've kind of talked about like what it's about before so i won't like go too much into it but it's just it's like a nice little read yeah magical realism yeah little spot in a cafe you can travel in time yeah pretty much all with you need to know very specific rules and <laughs> with some very specific rules <laughs> and it and it sounds like it shouldn't work but it works yeah like that's what i really liked about it like you're like how they can't move they can't they have to do all this stuff within a certain time frame yeah and i'm like there's no way i think that's what i love so much about magical realism is it's just like this pocket of magic mm-hmm. or this like slice of magic in which you just have to like accept it. Like there's not an attempt to rationalize it. So you just have to be like, okay. Yeah. Like, and it's it's kind of marvelous how quickly your brain will accept like one weird thing. Yeah. In the world, right? Yeah. Like it's cool. Where's the weird thing in our world, huh? Oh, I'm sure it's there. Huh? Someone <laughs> tell me. Uh, okay. I also finished the soul feud. I think I called it the soul food in our last podcast, so that's embarrassing. I think you did, but that's okay. <laughs> um, it's about food. Anyways, <laughs> so that's by Juniper Jackson. And I mean, we talked about it. We had a conversation about it yes. on a, a little drive we had, and I did like it. Like, it was like a cute little romance kind of thing, but, but there was <laughs> this one part, I don't know how... In detail, I should go in graphic. Oh, well, let's <laughs> let's say an unsavory, haha, ha, uh, sex scene. Yeah, it, yeah, it was just very interesting. So, first of all, it's like one of those stories where like the characters end up getting together, and you're like, okay, like the thing's done, they did the do, yeah, and you think they're going to be together, and that's like the end, and whatever. But at that point, there was still like a back plot kind of or backstory kind of happening that yeah. wasn't resolved and it was like beating around the bush like just tell her man like just get to the point yeah um but that took a long time to happen but like her thing was she never participated in a certain sexual activity mm-hmm. let's say and the way that happens I'm so sorry. I'm gonna laugh because you're adjusting <laughs> your mic like your life depends on it. And I'm just I like, just, like, I'm like t- holding on to for dear life, explaining <laughs> this story. Like, I can tell how <laughs> it's like not only uncomfortable, but like in the sense that you didn't like the specific scene. Um, yeah. But like also, you're trying not to say it. I'm trying <laughs> not to say it because like I know we will talk about it in another podcast. Yes. And also, I don't. Like, you know, this one, technically, these podcasts are safe for work. Yeah, they're PG. And I don't want, and yeah, yeah. They're, they're not explicit. <laughs> yeah. And we don't want to have to mark this one as explicit. Yeah, for no reason. So, yeah, it was just a very interesting read. Um, I'll, I'm excited to talk about it more in depth when yeah, we get so that chance. There is a topic that yeah. we, we might have to have come up a little bit sooner so you can talk yes. about this. But there's one in 
our jar that I'm very excited for just because I think it's fun, which is a not safe for work topic, which is just kind of sex scenes that were both good and memorable for the wrong yes. reason. <laughs> and so I'm very excited for you to talk about this particular one. When you told me about it, actually, I was like, wow, we have like so much fodder for that episode whenever it comes I up. Know. So I'm really so excited. Um, that, that being said, I... Like the rest was the rest of the book relatively enjoyable or was it I would say it was it was like I definitely enjoyed reading it like mm-hmm. I finished it like it was still kind of like an early arc like kind of thing so it wasn't like 100% edited perfectly right. like all of that stuff but like I did enjoy the characters and like their banter and mm-hmm. like their relationship and there was a few random scenes that I'm like like there I don't know like there was definitely some random elements to the story that I like there was like a random volleyball tournament and nowhere leading up to that did they really talk about it and then yeah, all of a sudden there like was like thrown in there a volleyball tournament and so there was a few things like that that I was like not as polished yeah yeah but yeah overall it was like it was enjoyable okay enjoyable is good yeah yeah I'll take that anything else that you read uh, just the other one was the Mad Woman's Ball, which we talked about. Which so, we did talk about. So Yeah, you know, not bad. Three three books. Not bad at all. Well, that was a little bit of a catch up. So I feel like we can move on maybe to our topic here, which is favorite popular YA characters. Woohoo. Um, that was very sorry. Yeah, that sounded super there. sarcastic. <laughs> so I when I started researching for this, I was like, oh, this will be so easy. Like I'm just gonna look up favorite or like popular YA characters yeah and like a list kind of came up of like 20 like not even that much and they were all kind of I, I so I did just type that in just so we could maybe go through it a little bit yeah uh so we have Hermione Granger 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 <laughs> Granger Hermione Granger <laughs> Luna Lovegood um Primrose Everdeen Peta Malark Katniss Everdeen Annabeth Chase uh Jem Carstairs I actually don't know who that is. I think he's from Cassandra Clare's oh, Infernal Devices or something. I think so. Finnick Odar, Star Carter, Tessa Gray, and Aelin from Throne of Glass. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's like the list that I saw. And I was like, some of it I was like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Other ones yeah. I was like, I thought they were like a little bit older YA novels. Um yeah, like they just like weren't to me. They didn't seem super obvious that they were like the most popular characters. Mm-hmm. Like some of them, yeah, like Katniss and like yeah, Aelin, Like they kind of make sense, and that's kind of like what I was expecting. And then other ones were like very like, okay, like you're probably the only person who've read that series, or maybe I just didn't enjoy the series or those characters, and I just was like, yeah, I think it's a hard thing to know whether like you're the one yeah, who doesn't think it's popular. It's very subjective, which I get. It's hard to find like a list of just the all time favorite yes, popular yes. characters because I mean, really, that is that could be anyone. But yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess it changes every year too. Like, who's popular in this year? Like. Yeah, I am uncomfortable. So there's one article from Epic Reads. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just scrolling through it because I actually didn't find this one before. And um, Reads End is on it, which makes me extremely uncomfortable because that is from A Court of Thorn and Roses. Yeah. And that is not YA. It started 
that, that mm. makes me so uncomfortable that it started as yeah. way. And that's a lot of Sarah J. Moss books, which is like a whole other problem. Whole other problem. Like, let's, like, yeah. Aelin's on there. And well, Aelin's not as bad, in my opinion, because I do feel like while the like late books, like the last, I would say like the last one is the only one that actually really deals explicitly with sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, it's not yeah. like super explicit. That's true. Like the it's scenes more they like, have aren't very like the Seven Faceless Saints that I just read. I did have a sex scene, and it did have like you know, like it just had a lot of like the euphemisms, mm-hmm. which made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and I feel like the same was kind of in Throne of Glass. Like you would see them like undressing mm-hmm. each other, and then you would read about them like maybe how nice certain things felt, but not really know what they were. Whereas yeah. like Akatar is like explicit. Like, this is happening in this way, and it goes on for pages. Obviously, it gets um, more explicit as the right. series goes on. Yeah. So, I could see how the first one could maybe be iffy, but, like, the second and third one, they're not really iffy to me. Like, they, they do have explicit sex scenes, and I'm not saying young adults shouldn't, shouldn't be reading that, but young adult is a broad scope of people. Yeah. And a certain age group of them, I think it's more appropriate. Yeah. So that makes me extremely uncomfortable. That is yeah. not the point of today's topic. No, it's not. But- and I've definitely seen his name pop up a few times in a few of her characters and yes. stuff. So it'll be interesting, like, who we end up actually liking out of young adult. Like, yeah. And some of these books, like, I just haven't read in general. So I'm like, I don't know if that's... A, like, I've been meaning to read them. Yeah. But I'm like, I, yeah, like, I just can't form an op- opinion. So I actually kind of struggled a teensy bit with it just to, like... Yeah. You know, just uh, I just did. Um, I so I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe cover a few of these. So I actually had Katniss on my list, mm-hmm. and I think almost all the ones that are very popular from the Hunger Games make my list as well. Yeah, because I just think uh, Suzanne Collins, for as much as she maybe isn't perfect in other things that she writes, she does make interesting characters, yes. and she makes me buy into them. Uh, and Katniss. Peta and Finnick, I agree with 1000%. Primrose is hard for me because we don't actually see as much of Primrose yeah. being herself and not a symbol to Katniss. Yeah. So I kind of disagree with that one personally. Like, I just, I think she is a symbol more of the state of everything than she feels like a character. Yeah. Um, and I'd be interested to actually maybe reread these at some point to like get a fuller opinion on that. Cause like, I just remember not really paying attention to her that much because she wasn't in a lot of it. The yeah. most like explicit thing I think that happened was like her having that cat and like that relationship is where she felt maybe the most real. So like in the third one. Yeah. Like I don't like, I remember being like sad about what happens to her but not like i was more sad on behalf of katniss yeah it was more like katniss like i feel for katniss because i've like grown to really love this character and her journey and like she really cared about her sister like that was like the whole point like that's how she got into this situation and then yeah like that was one of those this was all for naught yeah and really cemented a lot of ideals that katniss had to hold by the end yeah like really in the ground but i will say like katniss i i've always loved for as like imperfect as she is and i think that's why i love her specifically and to flip it i almost love Peta because he's 
a little bit more perfect. And we don't normally, especially at the time that that book came out, that dynamic would have often been shifted yeah, and switched between the male and the female kind yeah. of main characters. So I, I've always really loved that like PETA is more of that like, you know, loving, caring energy and Katniss is more of that I've got to survive and I will do whatever I need to Mm -hmm. while also still caring and acknowledging that caring helps you. But like she will at the end of the day, she will survive. Yeah. I really liked how they balanced each other out like super Mm -hmm. well. And like they were both very well-rounded characters. Yeah. And like when things happened to PETA, like you felt for him. Like, yeah. And you felt for Katniss and you were like, hey, why are you doing this to my beloved characters? Suzanne, like, this is not fair. Yeah. You're hurting my feelings. You're hurting my feelings. You're hurting my yeah. feelings and my favorite character's feelings. And that's probably one of the main reasons, like, I kept reading the series was because of them. Yeah. Like, and I think that's kind of what it comes down to when I like a series or a book is, like, are these good characters? Yeah. And she does that well. And I've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that's. I think I agree with that for popular... Yeah, for popular ones. I think Annabeth Chase, so that is um, from Percy Jackson. Okay. Mm, um, I think that's an easy one to really like as well. Like, she is also from that era of young adult mm-hmm. books in which you have the famous trio. Like, she really fits that Hermione Granger-esque role, but also has... She definitely doesn't feel like Hermione Granger. Like, yeah. she's she is the smart one, but she's way more i think um in your face (laughs) yeah and i do really like i love her for that um and it makes me excited that the tv show is coming out because i do kind of want to see her brought to life yeah um in that way i know there's a movie but it's 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 been pretty explicitly labeled as horrible (laughs) and i watched the movie before i read the book so i like I don't really have any interest going back to the movie, but yeah. I am excited to like see the TV show now having read the first book. Yes. And seeing those characters and stuff. So I think Yeah. Yeah, I think that's you know, a good choice for popular. I wasn't thinking it was young adult. I was kind of more like children. Children's. Like, I think it's kind that's of on where the fence like there. I think the genre of young adult becomes so hard to talk about. Yeah. Because it's like, what does classify into children's? Because I, I also think maybe the first couple Harry Potters are very easy to classify in children's. Mm-hmm. And the last ones are like, I think everything four, four to seven really is more young adult, I think. Yeah. And yeah. So... I mean, Hermione Granger, I almost don't want to talk about because it's like an easy one. That's like, yeah, like obviously it's on the list. Um, I want to go back to Sarah J. Moss' characters. Okay. Because I know we kind of like, we're like, oh, Aelin, yes. Um, I really like Manon Blackbeak. So Manon is actually on a different list that I pulled up. Yeah. Um, And I I agree. I think, I think what's cool about Manon is I think everyone has that same instinct or maybe you differed a little bit but i have talked to a few people who had that same moment where they're like i don't care about this girl like why are we Mm -hmm. talking about this girl i want to like know more about the characters i already know yeah and then you get to know her and she has such an interesting story and it really is a redemption story yeah and she just fits so well into that role while also being such a strong character that doesn't feel 
like a copy of mm-hmm. like Aelin. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that's what really drew me into this series again. Like I did like the first couple books, but then like we meet Manon, I think in the third book. And again, like you're like, who is this girl? Like where yeah. is this story going? Like what is happening? But I really kept reading to get to her chapters and she just didn't even have like she didn't have enough in that book for me to be like satisfied i was like i need more of her and yeah i just like love her growth and her character arc and yeah a lot of that yeah i think yeah the character arc is really good for men and i think aelin is an easy one to say yeah i agree with that like i like aelin yeah or selena if yeah you're reading the first few. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you don't understand this if you haven't gotten. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I think she almost isn't. I love her. Yeah. But there is something about her, especially in the first couple of books, that is very tropey. And I, I'm, I'm happy when she steps a little bit further out of that. Mm-hmm. But I think she definitely starts off more in that like very typical female protagonist yeah who you know breaks rules and has a sad backstory like it just kind of reads a little bit flat or flatter i think in the first i'd say two and then the third one i think her character really seems to actually grow into something that i came to love by the end of the series yeah um okay any other from the sarah j moss universe that you want to talk about if you it include was, a Akatar, I'm going to go off on a rant as uh, well. Yeah. No, like I had very minimal characters that I wanted. I mean, like Dorian, I like. like I like most of the characters from Throne of Glass. Yeah. I don't like any characters from Akatar. <laughs> like I literally can't remember name. Like I just, other than Resan and no, I don't. What's the main girl's name? Oh, Feyre. That's it. Feyre. Yeah. So she's not and a Tamlin. Suzanne Collins that's for sure <laughs> yeah I think I think like it definitely again it's not YA so I don't want to talk about it I guess yeah. in the fir- if we're counting the first one because it did come out as YA then I would say I hate everyone like I, I really do like yeah. nobody in that n- novel comes off looking good no. um Feyre is very frustrating for me mm-hmm. um although I will say I think the only thing i appreciate about pharah as a character in the first one is that she can't solve the riddle Mm, mm -hmm. um and that i don't know if that was intentional because i feel like i'm giving sarah j moss maybe like a little bit more credit i think she was just like oh this is a hard riddle i thought it was pretty obvious what it was um (laughs) but i'm also not if it's being written for young adults not the core audience so i get that Mm -hmm. but i would have been so upset if she had figured it out earlier because she is an illiterate like Mm. peasant girl yeah in a society that doesn't care about her Mm -hmm. and in a family that doesn't care about her so i was like that was the most consistent writing i've ever seen from sarah j moss in this world uh i do think that gets turned on its head later and she becomes very like clever and quick-witted like very quickly Mm -hmm. and i didn't really appreciate that change because i was like you kind of did write this different character yeah and i you lost me yeah and let's be honest for everyone rezand is a absolute meanie (laughs) trash bag (laughs) he's a he's a something bag um (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, he was not nice in the first book. And you can, mm. you can, you can justify that later. But if we're just talking about the first book, which is the only one I could consider remotely YA, yeah, He's is not. not a thing. Yeah. No, I agree. I feel like you come to love him later. If you're loving him, it's not because of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So he shouldn't be on YA. That's all we're saying here, That's guys. That's all we're saying. That's all we're going. Um, Star Carter um, is one that is probably worth mentioning as well, or rather is one worth mentioning. So this is from The Hate You Give mm. mm-hmm. by Angie Thomas. This is actually like a really, I remember when this book got popular, like it was a very big deal. Um, I believe there's a movie about it, which I haven't seen. I think it like it's hard for me to talk about the book a lot in terms of just coming off of like it feels a little bit flippant to bring this book actually up after Save the Day Moss. Yeah. Which is like a fantasy book. And this is realizing that this um like this is the real world and this is real tragedies and this mm-hmm. is like really important topics to talk about. And I think I appreciate how much depth and like it's just so amazing reading this book and like having that as your main character because she has so much depth to her i'd say that with all the characters in that book i it's not a story that you necessarily enjoy even though it's something that happens yeah consistently like you don't enjoy reading that part but you do enjoy the fact that the characters are so well written mm-hmm. um so i definitely think she deserves to be on that list yeah um yeah, so I'm glad that she was one of the ones that popped yeah, up. Yeah, that's good. Like, I find that a lot of these lists I found are a lot of fantasy characters. And yeah, a lot. And characters and not, yeah, like these more real real life figures yeah. and stuff like that. Like, so yeah, it's nice to see her on that list. Yes. And yeah, I think also Angie Thomas has other books out and they're really good as well. So mm-hmm. like, if you have read that one and you kind of stop there, definitely don't stop there and keep reading into that um and i think it is a really good young adult book in the sense that it doesn't water down those details Mm -hmm. but it does make it like very accessible yeah which is what we need because like sometimes you just can't get that information in a way that's you know accessible to young adults and stuff like that so it's nice to have it in that format for them it's um, important to talk yeah. about and so it's important that it's not watered down yeah. but also like still easy to as a starting place. Yeah, exactly. Um right. Well, I'm going to switch gears. Switch gears here. Yeah, I kind of threw that one on you, so that's no, okay. I appreciate it. Like I haven't read that book, so it's good. I do think it's maybe one you should yeah. think about I, picking I up. It, it's that up such an easy later. popular book. Mhm. I have a copy you can borrow. So <laughs> there's that as well. Hint, hint. Read um, it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so go ahead and switch gears. Yeah. So I was just going to go to Leah Bardugo. And this is an author we've both read. You've read her like adult mm-hmm. ninth house books. Um, and I've kind of read most of her young adult books and ninth house. Um, yes. And Hellbent. And she's another one of those authors that I find can write really good characters. And yeah. if I if this was an adult list, I would have had Darlington yeah. and all her all her characters from Ninth House. But I I have her characters from Six of Crows specifically. Right. And it follows six people and who kind of like this like 
found family vibes like they're all kind of their own misfits in their own way and they all get together to do like this big heist get this money all the stuff their leader being kaz brecker Mm. um and he kind of showed up on a couple of my searches and stuff yeah for being popular characters and he's just kind of a very morally gray right character which i really enjoy reading about um and he kind of has interesting backstory um yeah, like I just, I just, all of those characters are good. I can't even like describe <laughs> why. Like you're running just, out of ways I'm, to describe I how good they are. I just don't know. Like, so I have so, him. Yeah, you have him. Who else do you have? I have Inej. Was making, be my question before Inej. I interrupted you. No, that's okay. <laughs> I have Inej who's kind of like, they kind of sort of have like a love story going on. Right. Ish, but they're both obviously kind of have their own traumas and history to deal with. Right. So it's kind of like do are they really meant for each other in this moment in this time kind of a thing yeah i love anej because she's had like a clearly a difficult life but she's like this badass like assassin type Mm -hmm. girl and even though she's had all these tragic things happen to her she's very like she she can still see like the humanity and good in people still right like she still has that compassion and like are you sure like we can't just murder everyone kind of a thing like She's very, I don't know, like she kind of, I just like how she thinks and how she yeah. is. Um, but yeah, those are kind of like the two main ones of the series. But I def- definitely think all six of the crows are worthy of being on the list. Yes, yes. Okay, that is that is totally fair. I haven't read Six of Crows, so that one is a little bit harder for me mm-hmm. to like completely talk about. There is one I want to mention that we both have read, and that is... Um, Jiren J. Zhao's Iron Widow. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, the main character, uh, Zetan? Wu, Wu, Wu Zetian. Wu Zetian. Oh, you pronounced it way better than I did. <laughs> well, let's not give me that much credit. <laughs> so, um, what I love the most well, about this entire book and what, like, but especially in them, in our main character, is the fact that uh, there's just blatant displays of feminist rage. Mm hmm. And I think it's hard to get that. I've I, I've I've said this before, but I've bought books that have promised that before, and then it's like so watered down. Yeah. And Zechin like actually just I want to say this in a way that doesn't make me sound like I'm like disregarding what she does, but she does kind of at one point go a little bit over the edge, mm-hmm. and you're kind of sitting there. Being like, oh, she's going to do... I'm trying really hard not to spoil it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like there's a situation and she's presented with a couple options. And you're like, okay, well, she's going to choose either A or C. Right? Because like B is not valuable to anyone. So it's going to be A or C. And you're kind of hoping for C. And then she goes and does D. Yeah. And D wasn't even like on my radar because it was like in a way... It almost seems heartless, but in mm-hmm. a in another way, because you've come to understand her perspective and like the society she lives in and all this stuff, it's like she didn't really have another option that didn't perpetuate the cycle. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's really hard to write that character who just doesn't care yeah. about maintaining a status quo. Mm-hmm. Like she's so done mm-hmm. with maintaining a status quo. And I just want to give this book to everyone 
like that I know or like like I tutor a lot like any kid that yeah. I tutor over the age of 16 I want to be like read this book because it it really doesn't especially for like a fantasy sci-fi novel it doesn't water down the realities of patriarchy mm-hmm. and misogyny and sexism and I think that's so amazing. It doesn't come away with the lesson of like, you just have to always be the better person. It's like, sometimes you you can try that and you should try that. But like, sometimes you need to burn some things down. Like, yeah. you know, it's very like taking control of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited for the next one to come out. Yeah. And the movie. And the movie. Well, Yay. I'm nervous about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be fun just to see, like... I think it'll be fun. It's when the I mecha re- things or whatever yes, they are. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think she's a fabulous character. Mm-hmm. Especially for Y. Yeah, she's definitely very unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good addition. Yeah. Um, I got... I don't have much more. Okay. Really. Um, another one that I have is Jude Duart, which I don't think you know who she is. She's from... Cruel Prince book by Holly Black. Yes, I don't know who she is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, it's a series, but she was kind of cool. Another, again, another morally gray kind of character. Yes. Like she's basically this human in this fae realm, and like just gets treated like absolute crap by all right. the fae. Yeah, and then she somehow ends up in 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 cahoots. I'm gonna say in cahoots. <laughs> With a Cardin, Prince Cardin. So he's like obviously the prince of this fey realm. And the cruel prince, might I yeah, the suggest. Cr- specifically the cruel prince. <laughs> and it's just like you really get to see this character come into her own and like be on par with this guy. Like right. at first you're like, okay, this guy's a huge bully and is not nice. I feel like and you're like, going to use a different word. There. I was going to use a different <laughs> word, but we had a conversation at the beginning about explicit explicit content stuff that we're not doing um and yeah like it just like it's it's fun to see her like become this like woman who wants power and who wants to like who can like fight eye to eye with this with these people that aren't treating her well and then you're like yes get it girl karma to all these people so that's why i like her (laughs) all right i love how you describe that um, I love how you managed to censor yourself at the last second. Um, yeah, I can't add too much there, but I, I do like, like that makes me a little bit more intrigued about that. I've seen that book mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, it would make me a little bit more intrigued to read it, to be honest. Yeah, like there's, it's like, I'm it's not saying I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, it's like an okay series. Like I did enjoy it. It was like very yeah. easy to read and entertaining and that's, and I'm glad I read it. But she, like, was a very interesting character in it. Cool. I am going to throw one in here because we're kind of nearing our time. Okay. Um, And I'm going to throw it in at the end specifically because I feel like it counts, but it's also maybe cheating a little bit. Um, So I'm going to say uh, Usagi from Sailor Moon, okay. which is technically young adults. Mm-hmm. It's manga. Um, And she's definitely, I wouldn't say most famous because of the manga like she's definitely most famous because of the anime which is where i feel like maybe i'm cheating with the popular mm-hmm. but she's a very popular character and she did come from literary source so i'm gonna counter i think what is really cool about 
Usagi is the exact same thing I hated about her when I was a kid. Yeah. Which is that she's like a whiny crybaby. Mm-hmm. And reading the books and like also watching the show as an adult, <laughs> I have like, I you would think that it would be more of me being like, come on, this girl needs to grow up. And yeah. instead, I feel like as you get older, you have more sympathy for her because you're like, everyone's kind of mean to her. And she's going through like a lot. Like there's a lot going on in her life. Um, and I think I think she's like actually a really cool character. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think I didn't appreciate that when I was like five years old watching Sailor Moon yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> well, also she was like way more whiny. Yeah. But because I was like, you don't do this. Like you aren't whiny. Like these are bad things, right? Like these are the things I'm told are bad. But she's so interesting because she does those things and then still kicks butt mm-hmm. and like figures it out and like it works out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's, I think I appreciate now the flaws in that character much more than I did as a child. Yeah. So I'm going to include Usagi. Yeah. I mean, all of the Sailor Moon characters, but Usagi, I was the yes. one I'll talk about. That would probably be most popular. Yeah. Characters. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are there any kind of like honorable mentions you want to maybe throw out there or is that your list? Um, I think kind of, yeah, most most of them. All right. Online. Well, shall we pick our next topic? Coming out here. <laughs> Sorry, that was a struggle. Okay. Oh, so we had a fun one and now we're going to have a sad one. So it's no. books with tragic slash sad endings that you love. Oh, okay. I got to dig many, through. How many came to mind? Because my mind went blank. I literally went to Romeo and Juliet. Like, not very... Like, I know I've read some, but I'll have to do a little digging. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to have, like, a Cormac McCarthy book in there for sure. He passed away. What? Yeah, sorry. That, like, just came into my head. He literally passed away. I got to look him up right now. I know we're trying to wrap things up here. That's okay. But, yeah, he passed away not too long ago. I'm like, that's really sad. He passed away... Um, I mean, he looks pretty old, so <laughs> it's like not June thirteenth. June thirteenth. Yeah. Wow. He I did not know that. Almost. Okay, he was born nineteen thirty-three. How many? So that's like ninety. Yeah, he was almost ninety years old. July, he would have been turning ninety. Wow. Yeah. I had no one. I had no idea he was actually that old. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought he was a younger guy. I thought he. I would have assumed like forties, fifties. Yeah. Uh. Wow, that is incredibly sad. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry. Uh, I feel like I might have some of his books on there. Well, well see. yeah. I feel like you have to mention at yeah. least one of them now. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. That was that's not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> no, it just came to my <laughs> mind. I was like, in your I head. gotta talk yeah. about this. All right. Uh. Well, now my mind has no books on <laughs> in my head. I I I will say. So, what are we you reading right now? Um. Dracula was the one we already talked about. Yes. And A Room with a View by E.M. Forster. I know you're proud of yourself for this I'm one. I'm so proud of reading this one. I'm, I, so I picked this up because like I'm like well ahead on my reading challenges. Wow, like, what does that feel like? Oh, it's great. Um, <laughs> it makes me feel good. Um, I'm at 17 books, so I'm ahead by seven books. So, well, which, is, which is, you know, I have a s- smaller goal than yeah, you. You know what? I, I was telling you this. Uh, so I did some math. I figured out how many books I have 
yet to read. And um, I did some rough calculations and I have to read two books every five days to meet my reading goal. Yeah. I am currently, and this this is after I read, I just recently read, like, in this past week, I read three books. Mm-hmm. So this was much lower. But I have read a, 11 books <laughs> this year, which is abysmal. Yeah. This is actually so low that, like, uh, I not, um, before I read these three books, I was at eight. My sister, who has children that are very young and require a lot of hands-on care so she doesn't get a lot of time for reading was like i've read eight books this year or nine i think and yeah i was like you're winning you're, you're winning this isn't a competition but you're winning <laughs> it's a challenge it's a yeah competition. It's yeah the same thing <laughs> and i was like that that's weird and she mm-hmm. was like i've read more books than you and we both had this look of like how did this happen so the reading slump really got to me yeah um, and I think, I think I'm out of it now, but I'm 25 books behind my schedule where I should be at this point in the year. And I'm 6,133 pages behind my pages goal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I'm not worried about because the book I'm currently reading is the whopping huge book of The Way of Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a 12... 12- over a 1200 page book yeah like you know how like people describe big books as like a a brick like yours is a literal brick though no this is like you could have these and they could insulate your house yeah you could make like a fire a brick fire pit outside with that if i had you know yeah as many as you need to build a big fireplace which i don't know i don't know how many and maybe fireproof it but that's besides the point yeah it looks like a little it might not be functional yeah (laughs) but it would look like a brick it would look cool it would look functional yeah i could build my i could build a house out of you know like hundreds of these yeah like this is a literal brick if you did that though that would probably use more trees than building a house with wood so maybe don't do that well i i I said i could i I didn't say i I would where i was going to I don't like that idea anymore. Okay. Sorry <laughs> for making Megan uncomfy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I am reading that. I didn't realize how far the series was. So I, I guess it's planned to be 10 books and there's four of them out. Oh, so this is I've like committed. a new, like, yeah. Yeah. So, and. Good luck. The third and fourth ones are like 450,000 like words. Megan's like, you have fun with that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm glad I'm not you right now because I'm just like, that's why I'm just like, and I have to complete two of these within a five day yeah. span to stay on track. So wish me luck. Yeah, you have lots of time. I have lots of time. It's only July. I'm just going to saunter along with my little yeah, classic Stay ahead book. of your reading goal. Just kids. love it. Catching up is <laughs> yeah. not fun. Yeah. All right. So that kind of wraps it up today. I will say we talked a lot about our book club. So we should mention that if you want to join mm-hmm. that or if you're interested in even just maybe finding out what books are reading and you just kind of want to read those and not join our monthly discussions, that's totally cool. But you can find that in our Discord server and you can find a link to our Discord server in the description of this podcast or on our Instagram account. Our Instagram account is at the book jar pod uh, where we post... I don't know, news updates and just pictures of us reading, which is always fun to see. Yeah. And other than that, that's that's pretty much it. Any final thoughts to add here, Megan? No, that was pretty good. 
I'm proud of you for being ahead of your reading goal. I'm going to say that. Oh, thank you. I'm proud of you for being under your reading slump and reading that big book that I would the never brick. read in a million years. The brick that we're not going to use as a brick because it makes you uncomfortable? Yeah. Maybe a door stop. It would stop a door. Yeah. I like that better. Okay. There we go. I will take my door stop and I will <laughs> go read a little bit more. I think you'll be reading five days, 24 hours a day to get five through. days 24 hours a does, day does that make sense <laughs> no not at all you'll be reading for 24 hours a day for f- five days to f- finish two books that's what i meant oh that's that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense all right thank you everyone so much for listening and keep reading bye bye If I threw this at someone, <laughs> at me, you were gonna say me. How much do you think it would hurt? Probably like, a lot. Would, would it give you a concussion? I this don't book? know. Let me feel it. I think it could. It could, right? It could definitely cause a contusion. A contusion? Yeah. Is that your official? That's my official diagnosis of throwing that book at someone's head. Prognosis, if you will. Oh, prognosis. Fancy. No. I can be fancy. <laughs> Good word you know, choice. You know why I'm so fancy? Because I read bricks. <laughs> you read bricks and you have a lot of words in your vocab. <laughs> like, but yeah, um, don't throw it at people. Don't throw it at people. Just read it. Okay. Just read it. But like, you know, when sometimes you're reading and you just want to throw your book across the room. Don't do that. It might break the wall. Yeah. You might have a hole in a wall. You might need to drywall I, this it. This would definitely like break my window. Yeah. Like some books I could hurdle out a window and I feel like they would just like bounce off of it. Yeah. As long as they're not hardcover. Yeah, this is true. But I think even if this landed like cover to the window, it would break the window. I think I think you're right. Yeah. But, okay. But we're not going to do that. We're not going to do all these things that I'm talking about. I'm just no. curious what would happen if I did. I mean... And I'm only curious because I'm not going to do it. We could find an abandoned... Let's not find an abandoned no. house. Okay. I was going to say, we could try the theory. Sounds like the start of a lot of your <laughs> mystery horror novels. <laughs> It'd be fun. What are you talking about? No, thank you. Okay. <laughs>